Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. I'm your host, Jody Krangle, and this podcast will discuss just how sound influences our behavior. I generally talk about this in the context of advertising and marketing, but there are other places this is important too. I really feel that it plays a much more important role in our lives than maybe we realize. So let's delve a little deeper. Here's the first part of my interview with Monty Bowden. Monty grew up in a small town in rural Northeast Iowa. As a boy, he loved to listen to the radio with dreams of becoming a DJ or radio personality. Those dreams led him to study communications at Warburg College in Waverly, Iowa. After college, he went to work in television news at KWWL in Waterloo, Iowa, rising through the ranks from intern to news director. Prior to joining Amperage, Monty also served as an adjunct professor in communications at his alma mater. Monty joined Amperage as a communications strategist, leading PR efforts for agency clients. With his well-rounded background in storytelling, video production, and management, Monty has worked in a variety of roles at Amperage and currently serves as a creative director. Monty is a home brewer, and in his free time, he retreats to the streams of Northeast Iowa to fly fish for trout. Monty and his wife, Laura, are parents of four adult sons. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today, Monty. I really appreciate it. So I want to sort of start things off by asking what your background in sound is, because I know that you uh, came from like a radio and TV background, and how did that all begin? started when I was a kid. Um, I remember it very distinctly. Um, my brother got a clock radio when we were, we shared a room and, uh, when it was time to go to bed, we put the clock radio under the covers and we'd listen to WLS radio out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember listening to John records Landecker on the overnights and just thinking this radio thing was so cool because he was having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And as I, as I grew up and I don't know, it must've been, you know, when you're in junior high and high school and thinking about what am I going to do? I start, you know, trying to figure out your career path. I just, uh, really wanted to be on the radio. I wanted to have fun and, uh, you know, help people get their day started or whatever. And I remember a couple, couple local DJs that I listened to every morning and it inspired me. And so when I was starting to look for colleges, I wanted to find one that had a radio station, um, and, uh, ended up doing that and, uh, went to a, a small private liberal, liberal arts college about an hour from, from home. And, uh, they really hooked me because they said, yeah, you can be on the radio and you can come run cross country for us. And, and the rest was, was kind of history. So that's how, nice. how I got interested in, in all things that are uh, to do with sound. <laughs> yeah. So you went from television, so you were a news director for a while. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that led to, um, radio. Actually, I, I did an internship, uh, at a local station one summer during college. And, uh, because I had done that, um, a television news director at local uh, NBC affiliate uh, took a chance on this kid that had no television experience and said, well, if you can make it at that radio station, he respected them enough to say, we'll give you a shot here. So that's where I got into television, uh, really learned um, about video um, from, from a news background. And, and uh, that's where I learned how to run a television camera and, uh, mm-hmm. How to write news real i mean you know i had that in college but there's nothing uh no substitute for actually going out and doing it and so i had a great great uh, teachers and mentors along the way and so yeah that turned into a about a 12-year career in in television um did you know started out with some 
things in front of the camera, but it was really uh, my skill set. I was a I was a newscast producer and putting the stories together and working with reporters and anchors and and uh, and that sort of thing. And then that led into uh, management in the newsroom. I was the assignment editor for several years and then mm-hmm. news director as well. I think I was about four years in each of those positions before I realized uh, time to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Wow, that is a long time to be doing that, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I had um, four four young sons and and uh, a wife at home that uh, you know we're always wondering why his dad at the always at the TV station and isn't around to do things. And so yeah, um, it, it was really cool. Um, some of my coworkers at the TV station about the time I was becoming the news director um, were leaving to start an advertising agency, and mm-hmm. uh, it just turned out um, one day as I was uh, looking for for what to do next, uh, ran into one of them in the grocery store. And the next day, uh, that would happen to be a Saturday. And on Sunday they had an, an ad in the newspaper back when classified ads in the newspaper were the, where you look for jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had left, uh, television news. I was doing some, uh, adjunct te- teaching at the, the college where I, where I, uh, went to, went to college and, uh, was teaching reporting and, and that sort of thing. Um, just on a, on a part-time basis. And I had, uh, connected with another, old news buddy and we were doing some freelance video work some fundraising videos and that sort of thing when i ended up uh talking to um the folks here at, at amperage um then me and v which was uh, acronym for the three founders math ernest and vandeventer and it was d that i saw in the grocery store <laughs> called her the next day and she said go talk to mark and i think later that week or the next i was here working doing public relations mm-hmm. um with a news background um and then it's just it's just kind of been a succession of of one thing to another uh, at an agency um, having some skill set uh, and some background really led me into the video audio production um, side of things. Um, and then now to what this whole idea of, of being a creative director, uh, where you're working with uh, all types of, of different uh, media, old, new. Yeah, sure. <laughs> to be determined. Yeah. So what's the difference between television news and an ad agency? What are you finding like the big, huge differences are? <laughs> Well, I, I, I don't have a pager. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't think anyone has a pager anymore. <laughs> no, that, see that in and of itself dates me. Right. Cause that was, yeah. uh, that was, well, I know thing. what one is. Yeah. See, yeah, there's a little audio history for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it was, you know, it was, it was always funny having the pager go off. Um, and, and it was always at those times when my, my sons would just look at me like I was crazy because you know, the, on, on the news, they were saying storms are coming. Don't stay inside. And and dad was always leaving, you know, to go out and cover and, and make sure we bring that. So it was just that, that interesting dynamic. So that's the difference. Actually, um, there are probably more similarities um, than differences. And that just has to do with the pace of uh, of the news business. You know, there was always mm-hmm. uh, the next newscast is um, and in advertising and fundraising work that we do there's always the next deadline is, you know, the next, the next project is. And so that is, I'm I'm probably kind of a a deadline junkie in that way, because that's really um, been part of, of, of everything that I've done. And it's, it's probably true of every, every, every thing that we pursue, there's got to be a a time that it needs to be done. But Mm -hmm. um, I think that the, the big difference though, is, is just, you know, the emphasis on, um, you know, the, the creative process, um, not to say that the news business wasn't creative. It was very creative. Um, I remember we were, I uh, was working in that era when, when, uh, live shots and television newsrooms were really evolving, you know, from someone just standing 
um, and and delivering their stand up uh, out out live and still happens. But we had wireless mics for the first time, and so reporters were walking and talking and doing oh, things. Yeah. It really really became um, uh, a much better storytelling mm-hmm. um, than than just uh, what what the limitations uh, had been prior to that. So uh, there was creativity, but yeah, it's just uh, at a different level. Um, you know, the expectation is is a little bit higher <laughs> in this line of work. Yeah, I, I guess it would be. So storytelling, like that's that's a great portion of what you're doing, especially now. And yeah. I would imagine for the fundraising, too, because you're trying to, you know, wrench people's hearts. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and it, it's what it all really comes down to um, is uh, what what story do we have to tell um, mm-hmm. so that we can connect with people uh, emotionally uh, in the area of fundraising so that they want to support a cause, um, you know, support uh, uh, some good work uh, that is being done. And or, you know, it's it's how, how do we help people to to make a decision? And, and really, um, you know, if you look at all the major decisions we make, a lot of times those aren't you know based on facts. Um, you think about. Oh, no, the, they're emotional, the, very emotional. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the person you decide to marry and spend your life with or the home you decide to buy. And, and uh, it, it's it the facts may not make any sense, but we do it anyway because of the emotion. And that's you know, that's what we're doing in advertising without a doubt. Yeah, definitely. So how does uh, sound play a part in that? I mean, specifically, well, I have to ask. I mean, you know, we are on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, is there a difference between the sound um, that you might use in a fundraising, uh, I guess, ad uh, besides like a regular one or or I don't know? Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of the things that we do around for our fundraising campaigns, um, you know, would be a, a campaign video, um, and it really um, has to do with with telling that story. We we've been on um, kind of a, a track lately. We've been doing lots of uh, fundraising for uh, preservation of uh, outdoor, uh, sure, yeah. uh, a marsh, uh, a park, and you know, that sort of thing. It really gives you an opportunity um, to just capture uh, the natural sounds that happen there. So that kind of brings it almost back to news, you know, because we were always wanting to have uh, natural sound bridges that would happen in a, in a news story that would bring the viewers, you know, we're doing a lot of things when, we're, sure. when, we're, when we used to watch news on television um, at the same time. And so the, that natural sound was a way to bring people uh, into the story to catch their attention, to make it uh, uh, come, come above the, the clutter of, of everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really the same way, you know, you use that sound uh, to draw people in. Uh, to help enhance the story, uh, to help them connect uh, with a location, to help them connect with people, uh, you know, from the spoken word to uh, just just the the natural sound of uh, you know, hey, we're we're uh, we're in need, to, you know, we, we we need infrastructure. It can be something you know very mundane and boring, mm-hmm. but yet you can find ways to to have sound help you to make that more interesting. I guess it's a definite skill all its own. So you're talking um, about like sounds as in um, like background sounds mm-hmm. uh, of nature and stuff like that. Yeah, that's part of it. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot more, you yeah. know, if you think about it. Oh, totally. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the natural sound, um, there's, uh, you know, certainly the spoken word announcer. Yep. You know, we need we need our Jodies, <laughs> um, and, and, and but just one of those words going to be right. Um, so you need a, you need a script. Um, a lot of times it's it's sound effects. Um, what do we add in um, to? Uh, maybe we can't capture a natural sound, but we want to use a sound um, oh, sure. to uh, to enhance the experience. Yeah, <laughs> there's a little script to SFX. You know, we're going to drop that in. Uh, another really powerful one: silence. Yes, right? you're totally right. Yeah. It, it, it's it's so rare um, because we're 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 surrounded by 
sound, uh, noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and really, you know, we, we want to, we hopefully, uh, we aren't just creating more noise. You know, we want to create something that, uh, that is meaningful. Um, that's going to help us uh, connect uh, with someone um, to make them pay attention for a while mm-hmm. uh, to at least consider uh, whatever uh, service or, or uh, example of fundraising, uh, whatever cause uh, we might be uh, trying to promote uh, to help people to, to maybe see a little differently. Um, so really, you know, we want to, we want to create a sound experience, um, at that level rather than a noise experience, you know, just more of the same people, you know, <laughs> we're bombarded, right? We know the numbers are, uh, they're hard to even believe the messages that we're exposed to every day. Yeah, very true. Um, I would imagine also that, uh, music plays a really big part in that too. Yeah, it really does. Um, and I think, um, it's, it's, it's a trap you can fall into, mm-hmm. um, if you don't think about that early on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, gee, we're going to need some music instead of, wow, what, 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 what music should we, what, what is this going to sound like? Because it, it you know, it, it creates such a, a feeling, um, you know, when we, when we're listening to music, um, in a way that, that makes us feel, you know, that full range of emotion. Um, and I think, you know, some of the, the, the fun sound projects that I've worked on, um, almost were, you know, cinematic, uh, in the approach, uh, it was, it was very evident from the beginning of the project. We got to start with the right, with the right music soundtrack, because this has got to be big. Uh, it's got to be impactful. Oh yeah. Um, that helps me a ton as well. Yeah. Like I know when I'm trying to come up with the tone of voice, hearing music in advance just automatically tells me where I need to go. Yeah. And so, you know, here, here's, here's the, here's the underscore, right? This is what's going to support uh, the work that you're doing. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of times, um, you know, what we find is that if we, if we have, you know, the right, the right music, if we have the right images, we don't need a lot of words. That's true. Um, I was, yeah. I was really, really taught this. We, we had a, a healthcare client. Um, it was a hospital. They had built a new uh, emergency department and a new uh, cardiac unit. And it was, it was a significant investment. And uh, when, when it was opening, they wanted to be able to showcase that. Um, and they wanted to do it in a different way, um, you know, not just the the standard way of showing doctors and nurses in the care. Mm-hmm. So this was the era before drones. And so what they decided to do is uh, we we rented a helicopter and we put our videographer up up there with a stabilizer and and uh, tried to capture some video. We did it during the day. The day we went, it was really windy and it was bouncy and horrible oh, during the wow. daytime. <laughs> that was a great gift, actually, because it, it forced us to uh, to go back up at night. And the shot just got more wonderful and more cine- cinematic, and it was really dynamic. And we knew we had something that was going to be really special because they wanted to, to show people a, a view they'd never seen. So let's uh, let's make this look like someone flying in, being transported to the ER via helicopter. And that was kind of the, the inspiration behind it. Yeah. And then it was, all right, we've got this great image. What's the great music? And it was this really... It was I, the only way I can describe it was just cinematic. And so you hear the music, uh, we, we're coming up from black and you, you start to see uh, the hospital. We're ways away and we're getting closer and, and approaching and you see the emergency sign. And when we started out, you know, had a long form, we had sound effects, helicopter pilot calling in, you know, all of that. And we, w- what happened is it, it, we just started to strip it away and we took this away and then we took that away. It was the same way with the script. We had all these things we wanted to say about this new facility. And it, I think at the end of the day, because we had um, the great music, we had, you know, helicopter sound effects that we put in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
against this backdrop of, of a really interesting video, um, we didn't need to see much. I, I think it, it came down to, to 12 words <laughs> was, was all the, but it also needed the right announcer to deliver those words. This is before I knew you, Jody. What we ended up with, um, the, the client had historically a uh, middle-aged uh, Caucasian announcer, voice talent, sweet lady, um, mm-hmm. very uh, almost, almost grandmotherly. Um, but <laughs> sure, we needed to disrupt, right? And that's what this spot was ultimately doing. It was going to see, show you something you hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really going to be disruptive. So we needed a disruptive voice talent. Found this African-American male, think James Earl Jones, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. And he oh, said, that'd we, be a great voice. Yeah, we had him say 12 words at the end of seeing this uh, approach to the, to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He said, always open, always ready. Allen Hospital takes very good care of you. It was just that simple. And it, just, it was just that little footnote um, at, at the end, and it told you really everything that you knew. Mm-hmm. We're here for you. We're going to take care of you. Yeah. We did all of that. So we can take care of you. It was really cool. It was just, but it was all about the the music, uh, that sound effect of the helicopter that we we heard at the very beginning. It just drew you in. Yeah. And uh, it kind of opened the curtain on the whole show. And it was a pretty powerful thirty seconds. Um, it was it was really well received. Um, the gentleman that uh, was we were working for to this day said it's the most talked about thing that he's ever done. And he had a thirty forty. <laughs> Your career oh, in, in, uh, yeah. in, in broadcasting and marketing. So it was, it was really cool. Sure. Um, it, it's been a few years. The technology has changed. We'd probably approach it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure we'd make the same impact. You know, it, it was just kind of one of that. It was a moment in time. Now everybody's used to seeing drones and we're used to seeing that, uh, that kind of bird's eye view. And that was kind of the, the magic of that. That wasn't something we were accustomed to seeing at that time. I, I can really picture that impact. It, it's, it sounds like it would have been a, a great commercial. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think you're, you're totally right about the, the quietude, I guess, because you don't hear that a whole lot. Like now it's just, there's still so much stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that it's necessarily noise. It could be noise, but. <laughs> yeah, it's really subjective, right? Yes. Um, and and so, the silence is such a, um, a rare thing. Um, and so that's why it can be, you know, powerful when mm-hmm. you have silence built into the spot or the video or whatever it is you're producing, because it really becomes that thing that maybe, maybe gets your attention. It's hard to find silence. You know, um, I go out and I, I like to fly fish for, for trout. Mm-hmm. And even when I'm out there away from other human activity, there's still sound, uh, and it's sound that I love and it, it, it brings peace to your soul. That, that sound of running water in a trout stream is one of my mm-hmm. all time favorite sounds always will be. And it just brings, bring, brings peace. Um, and, and so, you know, that just that, that power of sound, you know, and I think too, you know, when, when you think about, um, you know, branding and, and how we use sound to help our clients, um, with their brand to be identifiable, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of simple techniques that, um, I, I think, um, I, I looked this up a little bit. I think NBC actually pioneered this with their NBC chimes. Dun, yep. dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know a little bit about music. I had to look, but that that's the notes are G E and C in the key of C very common notes, but they just became associated. And I, <laughs> I had to find out well, where, did, where did that all start? Those are actually tones to alert the audio engineers and the announcers to the end or beginning of, uh, of, of a piece of audio. Well, it ended up becoming something that 
audiences were hearing as well. And it just became associated with, um, with NBC. And I think they were the first, um, to actually trademark or patent, um, any kind of a, a sounder like that. It's, you know, we, we know a lot of them now, right? Yeah. Well, they call it sonic branding. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Sonic branding. It is. It's super cool. (laughs) You probably get a burger and fries with a Sonic. Well, well, yeah. Speaking of that, you know, da, 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 right? Like we know that one. (laughs) Exactly. There's Uh, tons of them. Yeah. Yeah. ESPN and Fox NFL, you know, Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, And and if you, if you listen, there's a lot of commonality now in some of those. I mean, the speed is different, but it's, it's those, those, and I, took just enough guitar lessons um, to realize that the pop music, the hit music that we, it's all very simple, three simple chords, you know, and they use the same chords over and over just in different things. And, oh, yeah. and uh, isn't that interesting? That's what our ear gravitates toward. Well, it's easy um, to understand for us, I guess. Yeah. You know, like uh, I think uh, previous to this, we were talking about a Cheers episode. Do you remember the one where they're doing their audio branding and they're trying to put it to Old McDonald? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the guy keeps making it to go to Old McDonald it, it because... It gr- gravitates back there because that's what's familiar. Yeah. 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 Well, people remembered it. They just <laughs> right. they remembered a tune that they knew. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I think it's just going to be everywhere. And it's only getting more and more popular, I think, because people are starting to realize that audio is really the quickest way to our emotions and our brains. Um, You know, we've used music playlists to affect our moods for years. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) So, yeah. No, it's 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 a it's a direct connection to our hearts. Right. (laughs) um, Yeah, totally. You know, you just think about uh the mood that music creates and even, even the spoken word. Um, I was reminded we're, we're kind of in the holiday season now. And I, w- I was listening to a uh, uh, little, little piece on the radio uh, as recently as this morning. And they were just reading a little bit of uh night before Christmas and just that, you know, Oh yeah. I felt like a kid uh-huh. yeah, it brings you back. <laughs> because cause I remember that being read to me and I, I could say that about, um, you know, many of the, the stories uh, from my, my, my youth, you know, mm-hmm. reading my mom. I just, I remember one of my, earliest memories is mom reading the, the children's book blueberries for sal <laughs> and what I, it was a little story about the girl who went out picking blueberries with her mom and, and she ends up meeting up with a with a bear but the funnest thing when mom read that was the author had written about the sound of the little blueberries as they hit the bottom of her pail kaplunk kaplink Kaplink. I'm, I mean, it's just, it was the funnest part. Oh, mom, read the kaplinks again, you know? Um, but yeah, you can you know just that, imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I felt like I was right out there with her. Um, and it, mm-hmm. But again, it, it combined, it, it was really good writing um, because it, it captured that whole experience, right? You could have just said she dropped her blueberries in the bucket and moved on. But no, they took the time to say, this is what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. And in your mind, you can, by listening, you kind of had an idea of what it looked like, but that, that really made it so very real for me as a kid. Oh yeah. And I think that just the power of the, of the spoken word is really cool as well. And just the idea that the author had the presence of mind to include the actual sound effects in the written yeah. word. Like yeah. that's just brilliant. <laughs> I, I, I should go back and see what else, you know, that, but for what reason, that's the part that was most memorable for me. It was the sound. Sure. Isn't that interesting? And, and, and yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe well, as kids, uh... you know, we really, we take in those sounds and, and that's what transports us back as adults. You know, like you, I was, I was talking with, um, one of the interviews I had was with a fellow named John McLean, 
who has a studio in Vegas, and he does a lot of sound design for uh, casino games and all sorts of other film and things like that. And he actually teaches a film course. And one of the things that he mentioned to me was that sound is the easiest way to time travel Hmm. because you hear a sound that you maybe heard when you were a kid or something like that, and it automatically takes you right back there. For sure. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting too. I remember, um, there's a cut on one of my Stevie Ray Vaughan blues CDs mm-hmm. and he's talking about blues music and how that came from imitating everyday sounds, you know, a horse that was walking down the street or a chain, a train as it was coming into the station. And that's really where, you know, the beat for some of that music came from. It's just this cool thing that these sounds are all around us and, and then how we take those sounds and we, we pivot them and we reuse them in different ways. Uh, And it's, it's just fascinating. Yeah. Well, for advertising, I'm assuming that reusing sounds like that will transport other people that are listening. So that sort of makes them emotionally more invested in what they're listening to. Yeah, I think so. Um, We, we, we certainly are intentional about um, the choices that we make, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we luck into something, but it really, it really takes um, some real thought in into how are we going to design the sound. You know, much like uh, what you're talking about with uh, how, how do we do that in film, and how do we how do we do that, and how do we c- create that environment? How do we transport people uh, to a place we want them to go, um, yeah. so that they can feel what we want them to feel? Uh, you have to be really intentional and you have to uh, think about, you know, what are the tools? Uh, what, what, what do I have to work with really to create that? And, you know, some, sometimes it's just a, a very simple message and sometimes it can be uh, kind of layered and, and more complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what I, what I typically find is you get to a point of, of complexity. And then when you start to simplify it back down to what's really, what's all that's, that really needs to be said, what, what needs to be conveyed, uh, that's when it gets really good. This has been part one of our interview. I hope you'll tune in next week for part two. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, please take a moment to give the podcast a review. It's greatly appreciated and super helpful. Until next time.